Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Practically everyone was over in the late 90s. Yep, even this bell end. It is wild to look back on Raw or SmackDown tapings now and see fans going bonkers for Gangrel versus Al Snow. But it happened. Sadly, something else happened too. WWF careers had to come to an end and many did during ye olde attitude days. None of the examples given on this list are ultra memorable high notes either. In fact, you definitely won't remember how workers like Gangrel, the public enemy, kiss goodbye to an era filled with excess, raunch, cash and ass. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, and these are 10 precise moments when Attitude Era careers ended. Number 10, Gangrel. Look away now, Andy Murray. The vampire's blood-drinking gimmick became less of an ongoing concern in 1999, but he was totally de-emphasized throughout the year 2000. In fact, all Ganger's last appearance on one of the major shows was a 90-second loss to Taz on the 17th of February episode of SmackDown. After that job, Gangrel dropped to the C-show schedule and became a jacked-slash-metal regular. His final televised bout was a WWF European title crack versus William Regal on the 11th of November 2000. That was a wrap on the one-time brood leader. Gangrel only wrestled one more match, a house show win over Midian, more on him later, several days later, before leaving the promotion in 2001. He's worked almost everywhere else since that near three-year run as WWE's bloodbath-loving creature came to an end. He's even got his own source. Banging and banging. Number nine, Luna Vachon. Gangrel was involved in the end of Luna Vachon's run too. Together, the wacky pair teamed up to take on Prince Albert, yes, a walking penis piercing, and Jacqueline on the 10th of February 2000 episode of SmackDown. The whole exercise lasted less than a minute. Luna actually scored the pin over Jackie, but then got dumped outside the ring during some post-match shenanigans, and that was that. According to Jim Ross on Grilling JR, Vachon wasn't always the easiest to deal with behind the scenes. She was struggling with a myriad of personal problems and didn't see eye to eye with some of the women in the locker room. The WWF released Luna shortly after this mixed tag. Vachon, who was actually married to Gangrel for a spell, blatantly wasn't the future of women's wrestling in 2000. Things might have been different had Vinnie Mac been less, how can I put this, enamored with scantily clad divas at the time. But that 
was the priority. Number eight, Ahmed Johnson. There was a time when Vince McMahon told guys like Bruce Prichard and JR that he could see Ahmed Johnson as WWF champ someday. The injury-prone wrecking machine did have natural charisma by the truckload, and he was popular with the fans, but it was just never going to happen. The boss had given up on Ahmed by mid-97, and things got even worse for Johnson as calendars trickled towards the new year. In February 1998, the muscle-bound Pet Project worked his final match at In Your House, No Way Out of Texas. His parting shot was hugging Ken Shamrock after a win over the nation and then performing a few dance moves for the crowd before leaving the ring. That, as it turned out, would be the last time Ahmed worked on a WWF card. Johnson left to take care of his sister, who was in poor health, and later claimed that racism behind the scenes didn't sit well with him either. Number seven, the public enemy. To say they weren't welcomed by the roster would be a gross understatement. Johnny Grunge and Rocco Rock were literally beaten up by the APA on Saturday Night Heat, then ignored before losing to the Hardy Boys on Z-list programming like Shotgun. Their last match for the Federation was taped on the 30th of March. By the time their clash with the Hardys aired, public enemy were already lining up indie dates and in talks with WCW about an Another run there. They'd never recapture their ECW magic outside Paul Heyman's cult-like organization. Number six, Bart Gunn. Right, imagine WWE scheduled an MMA-style tournament today, told the workers to fight for real, and then punished the dude who won it because he wasn't the one they thought would win. Shane McMahon. That's exactly what the then-WWF did with the disastrous Brawl for All concept in 1998. Bargun hammered everyone in his path, but that wasn't supposed to happen. So after months of sitting on the sidelines twiddling his thumbs, Badass Bart was brought back as a sacrificial lamb for Tough Man Bot a Butterbean at WrestleMania 15. He got his ass handed to him by Mr. Bean, not that one, and it was a miserable end for Gunn's once promising career. Seeing refs and officials check on Bart as he struggles to stay conscious on the biggest stage is rather depressing now, especially when one knows that he was being punished for his own success. Gunn did make some cameo dates after this, but nothing worth writing home about. Number 5. Midian. Then again, it could be worse. At least Bart wasn't bollock naked for the majority of his final few months in the Fed. Former devil worshipper Midian was repackaged as an exhibitionist towards the end of his WWF career. Naked Midian popped the roster watching backstage on monitors by invading matches in his birthday suit. And it was always going to be a short-lived thing designed to make people laugh. Midian's last hurrah on screen came during Chris Jericho versus Kane at Armageddon 2000. The pair brawl backstage and stumbled upon Midian and Grandmaster Sexay for some reason, chatting by some vending machines. Kane bumped into Midian, then he and Jericho battered the lower carder with a few punches. The company tried to rejig Midian again after this. He worked a handful of dark matches under his old Tex Slazenger gimmick, but then got let go just a few weeks later. Number 4 Vader. Losing to Edge would not be considered a bad thing in 2022. Back in late 1998, though, yeah, staring at lights for the Canadian hopeful wasn't exactly a promising sign for Vader. He did the job for Edge on the 11th of October 1998 episode of Sunday Night Heat and then left the promotion. Vader did make a series of one-off appearances in 2005, 2012, and 2016, but they were gimmicky cameos that were never going to lead to anything more substantial. He'd been sliding 
sliding down the totem pole for a solid year or so before that match with Edge. Weight gain problems had blighted Vader's reputation behind the scenes, and he'd been neutered by that 1996 feud with Shawn Michaels anyway. The one-time mega heel in Japan and WCW never came close to top billing after that, and most fans won't recall his final match at all. Number 3. Ken Shamrock Wrestling magazines, newsletters, and message boards were busy with anticipation for Ken Shamrock's comeback in 2000 and in 2001. The ex-UFC fighter had returned to MMA in late 1999, but most figured he'd come crawling back to Vince for a payday or two at some stage. It didn't happen. No, Kenny Boy's final WWF match occurred on the 23rd of September 1999 episode of SmackDown. He lost a first blood bout to Chris Jericho on that show, then marched off to reignite his cage fighting career outside McMahon's remit. Shamrock would never return to the promotion, although he did show up again in 2002 as one of TNA's first major recruits. The last sighting WWE fans got of Ken was watching him spit up fake blood after a hockey stick beating at the hands of Jericho and Curtis Hughes. Company cameras cut from that into the next segment of SmackDown, and Shamrock was rarely mentioned again on TV. Number 2 X-Pac. Sean Waltman has become a darling, quite rightly, of the Nostalgia Pop crew during Hall of Fame ceremonies and retro Raw episodes over the years. But his old X-Pac character was shelved over 20 years ago. In fact, Pac's final appearance as that gimmick was on the 8th of July 2002 edition of Monday Night Raw. NWO cohort Big Show helped a wounded Kevin Nash from the ring following their 10-man tag main event, and Waltman looked on alongside Sean Michaels. Fans had been booing X-Pac out of buildings for almost two years by this point, and not in a good way. X-Pac heat, still hate that, was coined. WWF fans just wanted the character to go away, which is ever so slightly harsh given his skills and star power. Number one, China. That is the face of a woman who doesn't want to work with other women. China viewed her WWF women's title reign in 2001 as a real step down from working next to the guy in the IC title scene. If anything, the former DX member believed she should be elevated up the card rather than scrap with Ivory and Lita for prizes management just wasn't really asked about. According to Lita, the pair did get on behind the scenes, but China's face said it all after their bout at Judgment Day. That May match would wind up being the latter's last for the company. She tried to negotiate her contract for more money and then departed in November that year. This was a sorry end for someone who had been one of the most exciting and overacts during the rise of Attitude. China was dumped in an overlooked division and then cast aside when she asked for something better. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.